0: Hey, I'm so excited that you're here. I love you. Maybe I've met you, maybe I haven't, but I know this about you. You're into personal development and you wanna be a better human. And so we already have a lot in common and we're going to get along just great. My name is Shaleen Johnson, hence the title of the show. And today I'm going to address the nine habits that we all need to eliminate as quickly as possible if we want to up-level our life, if we want to have more time for the things that make us happier, more peaceful more productive today on The Shaleen Show. As someone who is into personal development and just being a better human, I know that you wanna upgrade who you are every year. And if we're gonna do that, we kinda need more time, which means we've gotta eliminate some of the habits that are sabotaging our progress or like eating up our time. Most of us have habits we would like to develop, like healthy habits, good habits. We have things we wanna do, Like right now, if I ask you to just close your eyes unless you're driving and think about something you would like to make happen, which is dependent upon you actually taking action and doing that thing, right? Maybe it's something you'd have to do every day, a phone call you'd have to make, a business you want to start. Like, I don't know what it is, but just think about something right now that you often comes to mind when you think about what you would like to do or what you would like to have or accomplish. I guarantee that's going to require time most likely time, sometimes money, but usually time and discipline. And what is standing in the way of us achieving those things we want is usually not having enough time and not having enough discipline. But we have those things, we're just allocating our energy in the wrong places. So today I wanna talk about some of the things we probably need to, all right, fine, we need to stop doing these things. Like out with the old, in with the new, because if we focus on, first, making space or room, then we don't have the excuse of saying, I don't have the time. And you'll feel better about yourself. When we eliminate bad habits, we just we feel better about who we are. It gives us a sense of pride. So let's talk about the most important habits we can start eliminating today. Before I get into these, I want to recommend that you don't try to do them all at once. That's like a surefire way to end up discouraged and to just go like, okay, this isn't working. So I'm gonna go through all of these and I want you to save this episode and I want you to just pick one that you're gonna focus on immediately. And as soon as you feel like you've really mastered it, like, all right, I've dropped that habit. Like, I'm not gonna go back to that. I'm doing good. Then add on another one. And I can't tell you if that's gonna take a day, an hour, a week, a month, but pick the habit that is most detrimental that does not align with who you want to be or who you know you are, pick the one that you also know, I can kick this, I can kick this. Now, this is a short-term assignment. I want you to pick one and eliminate it like this week. If at all possible, maybe even today. All right, but I, I want you to just focus on one instead of getting overwhelmed by all of these. All right, let's get to it, shall we? Oh, and by the way, it might be helpful. In fact, it would be super helpful if you wrote these down because writing them down is like sending an affirmation to the universe. It gives your intention power. So number one, stop checking social media when you have something important to finish. Like your phone needs to pretty much go on airplane mode when you know, I just got to get through this and it'll be so much faster if I don't continually try to distract myself and procrastinate with social media. I don't know what that is, but I mean, like, there's probably a lot of things that you're using social media as a distraction. I know it's true for me. That's how I can say, I know it's probably true for you. Some ideas during your workout. Like, if you want to have the worst workout of your life, check your social media while you're in the middle of your workout. Just put your phone on airplane mode if you can. Or at a minimum, just force yourself not to go on social media. Just finish your workout. So right now I'm recording this. I'm in my sweaty workout clothes from earlier today. And at first when I started doing my workout, I'm like, oh, I can show people this whole circuit that I'm going through and I can just film it while I'm doing the workout. But then I reminded myself, no, that's a habit I am breaking. I'd like to say that I've nearly broken I feel really good about it. In fact, I wouldn't even say it's a habit now. It's a rare occasion that I'm going on my social media while I'm working out at the moment. So what I did is I finished the workout and then after I finished, I went back and recorded the little clips of what I had done. What do you need to do that you're using social media daily and it's taking five times longer because you're checking your social? Like, I don't know if that's getting up out of bed, getting through your workout, writing your to-do list for the day, working on your business. Spending time with your family, helping your kids with their homework or homeschooling, finishing a project, whatever it is, recognize when you are turning to your phone. All right, next number two, saying yes or no too quickly. I just think we are so in the habit of thinking that there can't be any airspace that we have to respond quickly, or people will judge us when we're asked to do things when there's a opportunity or an invite or or anything for that matter. I think we say yes. And we say no too quickly. More often than not, we're saying yes too quickly, right? And maybe this is even to our family members or our children. Like there is no harm in saying, do you mind if I get back to you on that? You don't even have to give a reason why. You don't have to say, I need to check my calendar. You don't have to say, I'm just not sure if I really want to do that. You don't have to say anything. More often than not, this is a response that you can give via text Right. Because that's how most of our conversations happen. And when you're in person, just catch yourself. And if you are a total people pleaser, I know that this is not easy for you to do. So try this on for size. Like, okay, just say that with me. I would love to say yes, but do you mind if I get back to you? Then it's gonna fix that thing inside of you, us, that makes us want to please others. So you get that little, oh, they're happy with me. But I also have an opportunity to give this some more careful consideration. And if it's not a hell yes, it needs to be a hell no. I want to say thank you to Organifi for being a sponsor of today's show. Someone sent me a DM on Instagram the other day. They're like, did you use Organifi before they became a sponsor of your show? And I said, yeah, I have for years. So I don't know if they didn't follow me or not. But yeah, I used Organifi before they became a show sponsor. And it's one of the reasons why they are a show sponsor because I reached out to them and you get 15% off because you listen to this show when you use the code Shalene and go to Organifi.com. I'm gonna spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shalene and you'll get 15% off. Again, it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shalene. Organifi, use the code Shalene for 15% off. Would I tell you to order? My two favorite products are Pure and Immunity. Those are two powders. I put those powders in my water. You know, I drink at least 75 ounces of water per day. And I'll tell you what, I notice a difference when I run out. This is a true story. I recently ran out and I was out of the immunity for almost a month. I kept forgetting to reorder. Now I'm on a subscription. But anyways, I kept forgetting to reorder and I could feel it in my energy because that Immunity has. D3. And D3, especially ladies, you need your vitamin D. It's going to majorly impact your hormone production and your energy if your D is off. But in general, the reason why I take immunity is because it improves my immune system. It's antiviral, it's antifungal, it's antibacterial support. And I mix that with the pure, which I take the pure for my brain health. So check it out. They've got a great line of all organic, 100% USDA certified organic products, most with less than one gram of sugar, you can get 15% off by entering the code Shalene when you go to organify.com forward slash Shalene. Number three, using excuse making dialogue in our own heads. So there's probably a phrase that you've picked up on and started saying recently that is not serving you. So, for example, if you've you know, skipped a couple of days of workout, your phrase might be, oh, what's the harm? It's only one day. Or if you don't like the way your body looks and you slipped into some bad habits with drinking and emotional eating, et cetera, and you're like, "Uh, yeah, pretty much none of my jeans fit and I'm only wearing sweatpants. And your phrase is, well, it's the pandemic. Like, we're on lockdown. What am I supposed to do? Like, there are phrases you're using in your head, self-talk that is not serving you. It's letting you off the hook. It's allowing you to settle for less than you deserve. Number four is taking a task that can be done in an hour or maybe even two hours and never devoting specific time to it. So you end up doing little bits of it all freaking day and night long. So this might be for you checking your social media, checking your email, responding to emails. Some task that you need to do if you work from home, which most people are doing right now, it might be something like maybe in the past you went to your job, right? And you got there at eight or nine and left at four or five and you just you did your work because you were there and you did your work. And when you went home, you got to be off and you got to just like enjoy life and not think about work anymore. And now you're working from home. And because you can kind of get it done whenever you want to get it done, you've allowed time to expand. It's called the Parkinson's principle, which means that however long we assign for work to get done, that's how long it's going to take, right? So if you have all term to finish a term paper, you're not going to get it done until like probably 3 a.m. on the day that you have to turn it in. You're going to pull an all-nighter. If, however, you've got like an hour to do something, then it takes an hour. If my husband tells me I've got three hours to pack for a vacation, I'm gonna take all three hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you said you've got 20 minutes, I could do it in 20 minutes. If we aren't giving ourselves specific time frames, chunks of time to complete tasks, and we're thinking that we have more freedom by doing a little bit then and a little bit now and a little bit later, you're not actually. And that weighs on you and it creates anxiety. And it creates a sense that you're never done and that you're always behind the gun. Give important activities a start time and an end time. And I want you to feel like it's a deadline. Which leads me to number five. And that is to stop the habit of trying to fix the overwhelm that you feel by working longer or working harder. Okay, let that sink in for a second. Stop trying to fix the overwhelm that you feel by just working harder or working longer. And I know what you're thinking. Okay, well then, uh, what choice do I have? I will tell you, I'm glad you asked. Number one, you must prioritize what truly needs to be done. And then you've got to eliminate or reassign those things that frankly, yeah, I know you'd love to do it. I know you think that no one else can do it as well as you, but your overwhelm will not go away it will just keep expanding. An example of this I can share with you with regard to my work. You know, we've got lots of different teams, a variety of businesses that we operate and each team has a specific objective. That's their job. Their job is to make this specific business profitable. And oftentimes that involves me doing something for them like a sales video or a photo shoot or writing an email or reviewing things. And while it would be great, for me to be able to do all of those things. And we might perform better if I you know, could be the face of it or we had some updated content. But when everyone needs something, I have to prioritize that. And I have to look and go, okay, where can I have the greatest impact? And what areas can I say to my team? Like, you got this. You totally got this. So I've got to empower them. And the same is true, even if you know you're thinking about your home right now. Maybe you're like, Well, that's great. I don't have employees or a team. How is it I'm supposed to feel less overwhelmed if I don't just work through this stuff? All right, you can reassign things to your family members. We are not doing our kids any favors or a spouse by taking on all the responsibilities ourselves. Like, it's not your job to do for everyone. I don't know if you think you're getting a trophy at the end of the day, or if you're gonna be, everyone's really gonna appreciate you. No, the only thing that happens is people realize you're good for it and you can handle it and it just keeps getting lumped on top of you. And back to the parent thing, you are not gonna do your kids any service or their future significant others any favors if you're doing everything for them. I mean, you need to make them make their beds and clean their rooms, but help them understand why it's of benefit to them. It's not because I told you so and I'm mom, that doesn't work. It's because you're gonna sleep better if your room is neat. You have a clear mind. It, there's pride in it notice how good it makes you feel, right? And the same is true of our significant others. Like a lot of times we take on more than we should and we do so with resentment and bitterness and it just doesn't help anyone because you just get more and more overwhelmed. So it's time to outsource, outsource to your family members. Maybe it means you investing in someone to help come clean the house or turning the things over that you need to clean out like your garage and hire someone from TaskRabbit Someone who's out of work right now and has the additional hours that they can help you do these things because that overwhelm, you think if I just work harder, if I just bust through this project and this project and that project, well, then I'll feel caught up. No, because more projects will be piling up behind them. So I'm going to encourage you to break the habit of trying to fix overwhelm by working harder. Number six is snacking or emotional eating. Like It's the food that we're eating that does not do anything for us. It really doesn't. It's because we're bored or we're tired or it sounds good and we want to feel something. So we're doing it for emotional reasons rather than health, right? Like, and I'm not saying you need to assign a morality to food. I'm not talking about like good food and bad food. I'm literally talking about you making the decisions that you know you need to make. You making the decisions that you know are best for you. And no, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about eating only unprocessed fruits and vegetables and grass-fed, grass-finished meat that you farmed yourself on your own land. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying making wiser decisions and asking yourself, all right, I'm headed to the kitchen again. Here I am in the pantry. What's going on? Why am I eating right now? I'm really not hungry. And why have I decided to eat this? What is it about this? You can just ask yourself, all right, why am I eating? Am I really hungry? And if I am hungry and I probably shouldn't be hungry, what is it I've been eating recently that has gone so fast or spiked my blood sugar in such a way that I'm craving more sugar, more carbs, more food? And am I really hungry or am I just bored? Am I really hungry or am I, is this just a habit that I always eat at this time? Am I really hungry or am I just? Craving something that makes me feel good. Am I numbing feelings? Am I doing this to cope with stress? And will this help me? Is this going to help whatever it is that I'm using it for to soothe me? Because if the answer is yes, like yes, I actually am going to eat this and I'm going to have more energy and I'm going to feel better and it's going to help me achieve my health objectives, well, then you should eat it. But if you know, yeah, this is. Completely processed. There's very little health benefit to it. I'm still going to be in a bad mood, or I'm still going to feel bad about myself, or bored, or sad, or anxious, whatever it is. And I might even feel worse now because now I'm going to beat myself up for doing this emotional eating. Then it's just a habit we have to break. It's just a habit we have to break. If that's something you struggle with and you haven't checked out Phase It Up yet, like that's one of the reasons why. I created a program like phase it up because I think personally, most of us know what we need to eat. Like you might not know specifically, you might need a meal plan that's personalized for you, which of course we provide, but a lot of programs do that. Like I think the diet industry has come quite far. It really has. I think I'm hearing a lot of programs now talking about personalized programs. I think that's huge that one size fits all doesn't make any sense. It doesn't factor in our hormones, our age, our dieting history, et cetera. But I think the one thing that most of them have failed to really address, and we do an exceptional job, if I do say so myself, is habit formation. Like if you can break these habits, that's a whole nother story. Like knowing what to do and then actually doing it. Those two things are a world apart for so many people. It's a reason why people quote, fall off the wagon Because forcing yourself, disciplining yourself to do something and not ever developing the habit for it, that discipline just only lasts for so long. But if you can create the habit, then you don't have to think about it. Then it's not painful. Then it doesn't feel like deprivation or restriction. And so that's what phase it up is all about. Like we teach you how to personalize your food and we really focus on habit. Those of you who are in Phase It Up, I don't know if you take advantage of all of those trainings, but dig into the habit formation stuff because our members who have been able to, statistically speaking, take off the most weight and keep it off and report feeling like they're not on a diet, just like this is just my life now, those people tell us they spent the majority of their time focused on changing their habits, habit development and we are very much based in the science of habit development and that's what why phase it up is so different. Now phase it up is my program used to be called One Through One Method. And it is because of the habit formation piece that we needed to really understand and to deliver to people in a way that they could achieve it and be successful. That's why we have revamped the program. You guys should check it out. We've got a new app coming out anyways you can by going to phaseitup.com but that's a habit we've got to catch ourselves it's just emotional eating and i should throw in there for number 7 is emotional drinking i think this is a big one for 2020 people report 25% of people say that they have been drinking more this year than in past years and that's a pretty sizable chunk so you know what's going on are you drinking because you don't have to go to work the next day because it's become socially acceptable. I mean, if 25% of the population here in the United States is drinking more this year, that's a significant number. And we're hearing a lot of people struggling with alcoholism and an addiction. So I'm not saying you have to cut cold turkey. I'm just saying it might be time to be very aware and set specificity around it. Rather than taking a casual approach to this, like, yeah, I need to drink less. I'm gonna encourage you to take a very specific approach and say, I'm only gonna have a glass of wine once a week or I'm only gonna have, I don't know, maybe that's like too drastic for you. Like maybe you wanna say twice a week or once a month. I don't know, whatever feels like, okay, I can achieve this. It's really important that you set little tiny, as they say, tiny habits, tiny bite-sized goals so that you can feel successful and you can always make it bigger or you can refine it further once you've become successful at the first level. So like maybe the first level is just saying, all right, I'm gonna drink three nights a week instead of seven. And if you can do that for a month, like that's huge. And then the next month you could do two. And frankly, if you need more help with this, it's become something more serious than that. I encourage you to reach out to a professional. There's no harm in that. Like addiction doesn't go away. Your family knows it's just not a thing that your kids, even if you think that you're doing a great job of hiding it, they're aware. We did a whole series on children of addicts and alcoholics and some pretty sad stuff there. So if not for you, do it for them. But it's okay to get help. Number eight habit that we have to break as quickly as possible because it takes up so much time and energy is worrying. I know. But you can worry yourself into a tizzy. You're worrying about things that will likely never happen. Anything you're worrying about is usually, it's just a thought. And here's the thing, it's not necessarily true. And nine times out of 10, it's not even gonna happen. And almost 100 out of 100% of the time, and almost 10 out of 10 times, you're not gonna be able to control it anyways. So take a deep breath. If you have faith, tap into your faith. When you worry about these things, you're telling God or your higher power that you can control it and that you don't trust them. Worrying creates stress, it has a negative impact on your health. It can lead to chronic conditions like heart disease. It can suppress your immune system. It can give you, obviously, insomnia, and it makes you a pretty anxious, uncomfortable person to be around. You cannot experience happiness and worry at the same time. It's like impossible. And frankly, when has worrying ever changed the outcome of anything? It hasn't. And it won't. It's just taking up too much space in your head. Now, I'm not a worrier, but there are things from time to time I find myself wanting to control. And I had to recognize that me wanting to control an outcome is actually a version or an expression of worrying. And recognizing that in myself has helped me to realize, yeah, what does it matter? What makes me think that I have a better plan than God does? If I'm asked to contribute, if I'm asked to help, if there's something I need to do, then I'll do it. But trying to control things that are outside of my control is really no different than worrying. And the number nine habit that I want you to eliminate immediately, and this is the most important one, is waking up and just tackling your day without a schedule. This is the absolute worst habit you can get into. And I know you're thinking, well, I'm at home and my day is the same every day. It is not. There are things you want to do. There are things that you deserve to have the time to explore, whether that's joyful things like your hobby or painting or roller skating or learning to go horseback riding or whatever it is like there are things that you want to do you want to accomplish you want to enjoy and that won't happen if you don't get more time and the only way you're going to have more freedom is by creating more structure every single night i want you to create your schedule for the next day i encourage you to do it at night i really think that's so powerful. It'll get you up out of bed. You won't spend your morning scrolling TikTok or Instagram because you've got a schedule because you know by X hour, you're supposed to be exercising or meditating or spending time in prayer or getting the kids ready. Like if you have a schedule and you stick to it, your Zooms have a start time and a finish time. The time at which you're supposed to be checking emails has a specific time, a time that you're responding to all the text messages that you get. There's a specific time that that's scheduled for you. There's a specific time that you're scheduled to do the things you need to do. You're going to see that you're going to get so much more done. Please, I triple dog dare you to prove me wrong on this. Use a daily schedule. You know, I'm going to say get yourself a push journal, obviously. That's the day journal or push journal is what I live by. I've created it because I have ADD, because I spent many days just waking up and tackling my day and thinking that because I had a mental plan that I had a plan. But if your plan isn't on paper, and I don't just mean even in your phone, if it's not on paper, you are going to spend at least 25% of your time wasting time by starting too late or too early, letting it go past the amount of time that you had allotted. You won't have times that you've allotted because you've done it in your head. It's gotta be on paper. It is magical. The universe works on your behalf when you put your schedule on paper. Get yourself a planner. Obviously, I'd love for you to get a push journal, but I care enough about you that I don't care what journal you use, but I need you to use one. And I'm telling you, the science, the neuroscience behind forming the letters and writing it out on paper far surpasses anything that we could do on a digital device. That's it. Those are the nine habits that I want you to work on throughout the course of this year. I want you to pick one right now that you're going to master as quickly as possible. I want you to pick the one that you feel like I can do this and it's going to make a pretty big difference. And then once you master that, I want you to move on to the next one. And I want to hear about it. So send me a message, all right? I'm on Instagram. It's at Shaleen Johnson. Take a screenshot of the show. Share it to your social media. and that would be awesome if you recommended the show, the program to your friends, especially those who love personal development. And let them know about the show. That's how we grow. Thank you for leaving reviews. That's the other way we grow. And then third way is just making sure that you're subscribed. A lot of people forget or they don't realize that they've unsubscribed, subscribe to the show. That way you'll never miss an episode. And don't forget, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.